0: It's a healer in the house tonight, glory to God. If you came in here sick, depressed, oppressed, under any kind of bondage, and you do not want to be healed and set free, you should leave right now, because Jesus, the healer, is in the house. And all that he is, is going to be in manifestation. Hallelujah. How many of you are thankful for the power of the Holy Spirit? How many of you are so glad that we can pray in tongues? And as we pray in tongues, the Spirit of God, he builds us up on the inside. As we speak in our divine prayer language, he gives us insight and revelation, glory to God. Well, this message came from a time of praying in the Holy Spirit. On Wednesday, as we were having our ladies' prayer and we were praying, this verse just kept coming to me. And as the more I meditated on it this week, I knew it's where we were supposed to start tonight. So turn with me to Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. And I'm going to look at it out of the Amplified Version. And we'll keep going back and forth and referring to this scripture on many occasions tonight. It's our golden text, like Dad Hagen used to say. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2 in the Amplified Version. But unto you who revere and worshiply fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arise. With healing in his wings and his beams. And you shall go forth and gamble like calves released from the stall. And leap for joy. Hallelujah. What speaks to me here is as we revere. As we worship him. He shows up. On the scene in the King James, it says fear, but really it should have been translated, but unto you who reverence and worship my name. The word revere literally means to regard with great devotion in Strong's. It says this to give homage, to bow down, to humbly reverence, to humbly beseech his name. So tonight we are going to give reverence to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We are going to revere his name above every other name. Everything that exists in the earth today has a name. And there are things that people magnify and things that people exalt way above the name of Jesus. There are people that have a reverence for disease, they reverence diabetes. They reverence arthritis. Oh, they have such an awe of cancer and heart disease and leukemia, and the list goes on and on. There are some people that they almost, they almost stand in awe of the power and the aggression of a disease. But did you know that every disease has a name. I just named off some of those names. We're not to revere. We're not to worship. We're not to have reverence for any name of disease. Amen. There's one thing that we are to revere and to worship. There's one name that we are to magnify and glorify and extol and lift on high, and that is his name. His wonderful name. The name that is above every name. I love this scripture in Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. Again, this one in the New King James Version. I'll just quote it as they're getting it up there. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. The name of Jesus is above any sickness. It's above depression. It's above lack. It's above sadness. It's above sorrow. It's above cancer. It's even above AIDS. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. Therefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. Tonight in this place we are going to worship and we are going to reverence and we are going to magnify the name of Jesus. Look at verse 10. It goes on here and it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those things of heaven, those things on earth and those things under the earth. Everything will bow its knee to the name Of Jesus. At the mention of that name, demons tremble. At the mention of that name, the captives are set Free. Let's just exalt that name for one moment here. Oh, we exalt the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That name that is above every name. That name that sets the captives free. That name that brings deliverance. The name of Jesus that brought us salvation. The name of Jesus that answers our prayers. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Every need, thou sickness, you must come into subjection to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the way you do it. You magnify Him, you magnify the name above any situation or any circumstance. Now, let's look back here at Malachi chapter 4. You might want to keep a little tag in there or something to keep that marked. We'll keep referring back to that tonight. What happens when we revere and worship him? What does it say here? When you worship and fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and in his being? Notice that it says the son of righteousness. The S U N. Of course Jesus is the son of God, the S O N. But it wanted in this verse, it wanted to point out to us that he is the S U N of righteousness. What does the sun represent? The sun represents heat, light, Radiant energy. The sun is literally a ball of fire. And it wanted this verse, it's pointing out to us that Jesus is the son of righteousness. He is the giver of life. He is the source of light. Hallelujah. He is the one that radiates with the power of almighty God. He is the one who is the source of the fire of God. Don't you know that the sun, it's just a big ball of fire, but this is saying that Jesus is the son of. Of righteousness. Some commentaries. They parallel this verse here. In Malachi. Over to Acts chapter 2. And you know in Acts chapter 2. Was when there was the outpouring. On the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all assembled together. All 120 of them. In the upper room. And the Bible says. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven. As of a Mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Verse 3, like as of fire, and it sat upon them. And this one commentary said, where it's talking about over there in Malachi chapter 4: the Son of Righteousness, it was that same thing fire that that is depicting there. That fire that flows out of him with healing and power in his wings and in his beams, in his hands. That same fire is what showed up on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Ghost wrapped his wings around those 120 and they didn't just get a little dab of fire. They were consumed with fire from the top of their head to the soles of their feet and that fire of God, it burned some things out and it branded God on the inside of them and it changed them from the inside out. And that same fire will change us from the inside out in our bodies. If you need a touch of God in your life tonight, there is a beings of fire that come from the Son of righteousness tonight. And that fire Consumes sickness. It consumes disease. It destroys addiction. It breaks bondage. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 that our God is a consuming fire. He consumes sickness and disease. It can't even stay in his presence. When the sun of righteousness arises, there is healing in his hands and in his beams. Let's look at a scripture, another reference to God and sunlight. This one is found in Habakkuk chapter three. They're going to put it up on the screen. Habakkuk chapter three, verse three and four in the amplified version. God approaching from Sinai came from Teman, which represents Edom and the Holy One from Mount Paran in the Sinai region. Selah pause and calmly think of that His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of His praise. Now that's what I want you to see here in the next verse and His brightness was like what? Here it is again, the sunlight, the ball of fire, his brightness was like the sunlight and rays streamed from his hands. And there in the sunlight splendor was the hiding place of his power. Rays streamed from his hands and in those rays was a hiding place of his power. In the King James it said rays were flashing From his hands. What does a flashing light. Signal to us. It signals to get our attention. It's a warning. That there might be road work ahead. That there might be a bridge out. That it might be the end of the road. The light is flashing. A warning. As I looked at that today. It just went off on the inside of me. That in the realm of the spirit. When God. When those rays of light. Are streaming from him. It's a flashing light. It's a warning in the realm of the spirit to the devil. It's a warning to him that says your time is over guy. It's a warning to him that says it's the end of the road for you sickness and disease. He's flashing a warning in the realm of the spirit that says I am arising on the scene. And when I arise and I stretch forth my hand. Those rays, those beams of power exude from me and sickness, you don't have a chance. You cannot stand in the face of that power and in the face of that glory. Another thing that this speaks to me, in there in his hands was a hiding place of his power. Jesus never shows up anywhere empty handed. His hands extend to us. His hands represent, first of all, His love. His outstretched hands that were nailed to the cross represent His love. But they also represent That he has power in his hands. He arose. And when he arose victorious over death, hell, and the grave, he rose up with something in his hands. You know what he had? He had the keys. He had the keys of death, hell, and the grave. The Bible says he spoiled principality and power openly. He triumphed over them openly. He rose up from the grave with his hands full of victory. He rose up from the grave, as you would, with a trophy. Hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords. Glory to God. He has something in his hands. He has the keys of the kingdom. And you know what he has done with those keys? He has given us the keys of the kingdom. What's in his hand is now placed in our hands. We've been given the word, that is the word of God. We've been given the name that is above every name. We've been given the blood, the power that's in the blood. We've been given the ability to declare what he has spoken in his word. Hallelujah. We've been given the keys of the kingdom. I know that Satan may he temporarily knocked Jesus down. But in the battle of the ages, whoo! Jesus rose up victorious. Jesus was the last man standing. You know, I like to talk about that. Over in Job chapter 19, verse 25. We got a whole message on that. Last man standing. He was temporarily knocked down. But the Bible says in Job nineteen twenty five, for I know that my redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth because he rose up. There's nothing that can keep us from rising up because he stood up. And conquered death, hell, and the grave. You and I can rise up out of any situation. There's no pit too deep. There's no doctor's report too terrible. There's no circumstance so overwhelming that we can't rise up. Now I know that things come against us and they may temporarily knock us down. You may have been knocked down in life by an evil report, by a symptom in your body, by circumstances, by something going on in your family, but you don't have to stay down. Get back up in the name of Jesus, our attitude ought to be this when I fall, I shall arise. I love that scripture in Micah 7:8 in the Amplified. Oh, it's a good scripture. Write this down. Micah seven eight in the Amplified. It says, Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. Woo, that's something to be happy about. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. The devil is a liar and he is a defeated foe. He's brought some lies to some of your minds. He's told many of you, I'm going to shorten your life, big guy. You're not going to live long up on the earth, but you need to stand up and say, oh, don't rejoice against me, my enemy. I might be having to take some medication right now. I might be having to do this right now. But I'm telling you right now, devil, you may have temporarily knocked me down, but I shall arise because he arose. Hallelujah. Then I shall arise. And the Bible says in Psalm 68, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. The devil is your enemy. Sickness and disease is your enemy. But when you arise and when you say, let God arise in me, enemies of God will be scattered. Those are not just natural enemies. Poverty is an enemy of God. Weakness is an enemy of God. Depression is an enemy of God. Any kind of physical limitation is an enemy of God. But we are not going to succumb to that. I might have temporarily been under attack. But I shall arrive. And I shall arise in strength. Hallelujah. That verse went on to say, when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. Oh Lord, enlighten our darkness. You know, that's what happens when you sit Under the word, you may not have had revelation that Jesus is your healer. You may not have had revelation that Jesus wants to meet all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But that is darkness to you. Maybe you didn't know that. But when you sit under the word, what happens? It becomes light. A light shines Illumination comes. And you get revelations. Oh, hallelujah. I don't have to be sick anymore. Hallelujah. I don't have to be poor anymore. Glory to God. I am more than a conqueror. I am not the conquered. I am not defeated. I am not gone over. Hallelujah. I am the overcomer. Glory to God. Tonight, there are people in here that you need to declare. I shall arise out of sickness. I shall arise out of sadness and sorrow. I shall arise out of addiction and bondage. I shall arise out of low self-worth. I shall arise out of fear in the name of Jesus. I am not going to be prostrate. I am not going to be pushed down anymore. I know who I am in Jesus Christ. And like we read in Job 19, I know my Redeemer lives. I know he is risen from the grave. I know. Redeemer rose up triumphant. Hallelujah. I know that my Redeemer shed his blood for me. I know he provided a way of salvation. I know my Redeemer lives and he is my healer. He is my provider. He is my restorer. He is my financier. He is my all and all. Do you know that tonight? then faith should be arising in your heart. What we're sharing tonight is just to get you to see the sun of righteousness is rising in this place. And he rises not with empty hands, but he comes with healing in his wings, healing in his hands, power beaming out of him glory be to God now let's look back over at Malachi chapter 4 hallelujah I'm not going to preach very long tonight because God is going to display some things hallelujah we are going to give him plenty opportunity to show himself strong in our midst are you ready We've been praying, we've been declaring, we've been believing. And now we are seeing in the name of Jesus signs, wonders, miracles, following the preaching of the word. I know many of you in here don't need healing in your body, but as a congregation, we are getting stirred that we are carriers. We are ambassadors of the King of Kings. Uh, What is that scripture? You said a wise ambassador brings health. So you yourself can carry this power This healing power in your hands and minister to people on a regular basis. Glory to God. Now let's read this here again in Malachi 4.2. But unto you who revere and worshiply fear my name. Shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and his beams. And you shall go forth. And gamble like calves released from the stall and leap for joy. Now we want to center in on the last part of this for a few minutes. You shall go forth and gamble like calves released from the stall and leap for joy. Calves do not like to be pinned up in a stall. In case you haven't seen one, stalls are small and they are confining. We used to put the calves in the stalls, maybe when they were going to be branded or put them in a stall, when maybe they were going to be loaded up in the pickup and taken to another pasture. It's a holding place. It's a place that they don't have much room to move in. And it's not a place that they like to be. But this verse says that when the son of righteousness arises with healing in his wings and he touches you and he delivers and he heals and he sets free that we ought to be like the calves released from this stall. I looked up that word gamble because I don't know if I'm saying it right. And it literally means to frolic. To be playful. To be carefree. Hallelujah. A calf that is released from a stall. He knows how to party. He knows how to play. He knows how to run. He knows how to leap. He knows how to be happy. Especially if he's a cow from California. Because you know happy cows come from California. Right? So when they get released... They run out to the pasture and I've seen them. They're kicking up their heels and they're running around in circle and they, if, if they could smile, they got like a smile on their face because they've been delivered. They've been released from this confining space. Did you know that sickness and disease, it confines us. It restrains us. It puts limits on us. It binds us up. But glory to God. When the sun of righteousness arises with healing in his hands. Guess what? We are set free. We are loose from the stall. We are given the ability to frolic. Hallelujah. To be fl- playful. To be carefree. Hallelujah. Nothing's worrying me. Nothing's bothering me. Whom the sun has set free is free indeed. Hallelujah. God wants his people free. He doesn't want you pinned up in a stall. There's all sorts of man-made stalls and man-made barriers and boundaries. Of course, sickness is just one of them, but a lot of it is things that people have in their thinking, a box in their thinking. Well, nobody in your family has ever done this. Nobody, excuse me, in your family has ever gone to college. Nobody in your family has ever owned their own business. Break free from that stall. Don't stay bound. Let the sun of righteousness arise in your life. And when he arises here on the inside, it will begin to affect your thinking, affect your mentality, affect your body. We are not bound. Hallelujah. We are not limited. There are no limits in God. We serve a God with whom there are no impossibilities no limits there's no sickness there's no disease that causes god that causes jesus to say whoa now that's a new one you know there are new diseases that are being developed so quick they can't come up with enough medicine but you know what nothing stumps god hallelujah He knew before the foundations of the earth that the devil was going to try this. The devil was going to come up with this and come up with that. But our God is greater. His name is above every name. There are no limits. There are no barriers. There are no impossibilities with our God. And then I love how this verse ends, you know, I love that where it says that we go forth released, released. There's going to be some releasing in this place, some prison doors that are opened and unlocked. Some of you are prisoners and captive by disease. It's limited you. It's caused you to be locked up. But tonight there's a release in the name of Jesus. We've got the keys to that prison door and that key is the name that is above every name. I got, I sidetracked myself, but look here at this one other thing, this last little phrase and leap for joy and leap for joy. There is such a thing as healing joy. When we worship, when we reverence him, when we see him as the healer who he is glory to god then we rejoice ahead of time and we begin to just get happy in god because we know that he is the one that sets us free we get happy in him ahead of time you know most of the time when people are bound by sickness and disease they're also usually pretty sad they're not walking around smiling. They're not walking around rejoicing. But I want to tell you that he said when the son of righteousness arises with healing in his wings, we are released and we leap for joy because he has set us free. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's all just stand up for a minute and just see exactly how we're going to do this tonight. Hallelujah. You pray in the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and pray with me just for a moment.